Uh, <laughs> for the Galaxy Cheers, this is the Nerd Holocron with your host, Steven. And Adrian. Again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, we have to restart this episode. Um, some people just don't know how to send a good message. They gotta send like eight messages. Oh my god. And yeah. Sometimes parents just don't understand. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, so I watched, you had me watch Game, uh, Over, Game Man. Over Man. Um, good movie, solid yeah. movie. Funny as shit. Oh, I know, right? Action packed. And like I said before, it's good to see the workaholic guys out there doing stuff. I know, I love them so much. Um, I really like the part where, you know, Blake came out as gay and there's like, yeah, we know, dude. Like, <laughs> And he's kind of upset because he's like, what? I told you that? I know, right? And they're just kind of like, I know it's supposed to be a big deal, but like... <laughs> He's like, you guys need to tell me. It's like, well, we want you to remember that. Yeah, it, oh, it was funny as shit. It was pretty funny. And then when, I can't remember his name. The, their boss, he's like, oh, he has his oh, dick in yeah. his hand. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That's so, like, so good. But it was a good movie. Um, Wish they had made that sequel. Game Overboard. Yeah. I would, I would, and it's not like a big boat either. It's a smaller yeah, yacht. Yeah, just like a little yeah. So yeah, I thought it would have been a lot of fun, but maybe someday. I mean, when Netflix is done making dumbass movies. And well, they're working on the Workaholics movie now, so oh. get to see that. Well, maybe. Yeah. Be good. And I've been giving you shit about the fact that you haven't even Whoa. really started the movie that I asked you to watch. <laughs> hey! So yeah, I'm watching The House, which is about these uh, parents, their like, high school graduate daughter that's got like straight A's and everything, supposed to win a scholarship from their town and be able to go to college on a full ride, and then the town is like, oh, we can't afford that, we gotta build this giant swimming pool multiplex place, so the town's on hard times, we can't afford to send her to college. So her parents are like, oh, let's go to Vegas with Jason Mazukas or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> that Arab-looking dude. Yeah, from fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And we'll just bet on we'll bet on four, win a bunch of money, and send her to college. And obviously they lose all their money. So then they're like, oh, why don't we just make ourselves our own gambling casino thing, and then we'll make enough money to send her to college. And then it just gets out of hand. Very much. One can imagine. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. And Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell, like all those people from the classic SNL. Oh, yeah, I guess there a lot of them are still on there. But it's so weird. Like if you're ever been on SNL, like you have set your roadmap for success. Yeah, you pretty much just work with the same people know, over man. and over. Yeah. And over. And over no. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like lots of people like try to get on there and they don't make it, and then they like still successful. But other people, it's like they're on there for so long. Like I imagine it must be like really hard because I think they like come up with the sketches on like Saturday and then they or on Friday night or something, and then they read through them all and then they record it on Saturday night live. Or... Yeah. As the show says. But it's like a weird work schedule, and I'm sure it must be stressful as fun. Yeah. I used to watch it, and it was funny, and then it just stopped being funny. Yeah, you can definitely tell when it's like, ooh, okay. 
And I, I was like, oh, Mad, Mad TV came out. And I was like, Mad TV is funny. Whoa. And then Mad TV kind of started to be like SNL. And I was like, this shit is whack. Bro. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I didn't like it. But I was like, eh. But anyway. As someone that uh, is not old as fuck, I, Mad TV for me was uh, 16 apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Whoa. No. But other than that. I like the movie. Yeah. You like, well, you don't even know if you really like it. I mean, I do like this movie. I'm familiar with it. It's not very good. But uh, today we're talking uh, some Harry Potter stuff. This is uh, Steven's bread and butter right here. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has an owl hung up on his wall. Like, it's like, it really looks like you hung. (laughs) It's more like a leash. (laughs) I mean, a collar. It's a Gryffindor collar. Yeah. You're murdering that bird. Someone thought I had a cat. They're like, oh, I got this for you. And I was like, no. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna we're doing uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. We did Part 1 a while ago. Yeah, last and, year. Yeah, and we're doing Part 2 now. So, yeah. We open up, Stephen. Harry Potter's beach. on the beach. Uh, I think he's in front of Dobby's grave. Yeah. Oh, I think they, he had just died, and then yeah. yeah. I think they were digging in his grave. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. fucking Dobby's dead. Yeah, for sure. In the second part, they are digging it. Oh yeah, he's already just dead. His arms at the end of the other one. Real tearjerker that was. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being honest, I started watching it. I was really bored. Really. I, really did, I couldn't like really invest myself i tried so hard oh, that, I know most that, people find that the more interesting one because that's what all the action <laughs> i i was like okay there's a goblin and then they like they they plan a heist <laughs> yeah and then the goblin betrays them of course that's what goblins do yeah trifling ass motherfuckers. motherfuckers and then yeah i, I was kind of lost for a while then like i woke up and they were on a dragon i was like what, <laughs> what the, the fuck, fuck dude <laughs> So yeah, I don't know what happened. What happened between the oh, okay? Well, like the reason that the the goblin was there at the Malfoy's house because they uh, oh they thought they had the actual sword of Gryffindor like hidden away in one of the vaults and another one of the Horcruxes, the like, piece of his soul thing, and they were trying to torture the goblin into like telling him how to like get it or find it or some shit like that. And then Harry Potter shows up, and then they rescue, rescue them all with someone's help. Yeah. Anyways, they all escape, and then the plan is to use the goblin to get inside the bank because, like, it has all these enchantments and there's like dragons and shit down there, which everyone just assumes is a myth. And then, like, you find out, like, oh shit, there's a dragon. So, like, once. In order to get them to help, the goblin wants the sword because the goblins are the ones that made the sword of Gryffindor originally. It's like Uh goblin steel or something, and it can cut through the Horcrux. Because only, like, a basilisk fan, that giant snake from the second movie, the the sword, and... uh, Yeah, those are, like, the only two things to have. And since Harry killed... The snake with it, the second one, it, it's like coated in the venom that breaks through the thing. Mm. That's why they need it to destroy the the other ones. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. so obviously the goblin betrays them because he's a motherfucker like that. And then in order to escape, they ride the dragon out of the bank and that's in there. On the run again. Back to boring town. <laughs> yeah. And then I honestly don't remember anything that really happened. Ooh. But then I I know that they showed up some they showed up somewhere and there's like a bunch of people that I think it, they didn't go back to Hogwarts, but they showed up somewhere and then there's all these kids that are like, Oh, it's Harry Oh like, yeah, it's that little town that they go and visit oh. like down the street from school. <laughs> like, Oh, it's Harry, what's going on, Harry? I know, man. He's like, Not much, mate. Anybody got a pot? I could have. Yeah, that's when they meet Alvin, I mean, Dumbledore's brother, Abel Forth. Oh, that's who that was like. Why is he talking like that? <laughs> yeah, he's Dumbledore's brother. Okay, okay. Not so famous. Well, he's famous for other reasons. Being a weirdo creep, for one. Let's <laughs> yeah. just say he's a big sheep herder. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it turns out like he was the one that was helping Neville, like smuggle people in and out of the school and like it was supplies because they were like torturing them and stuff yeah. at the school whatever and then, <coughs> that's when Harry's like oh I gotta go in there and do this by myself because these movies all have my name on it my uh, face my books like fuck you guys no one helps Harry Potter yeah right <laughs> the whole franchise is just people helping I'm like know, Harry right? Go get that fucking thing. That thing right there, you need it. It's more like, stay away from that oh, thing, yeah. otherwise you'll die. It's like, oh, maybe I should go get it. Yeah, it's, it's literally everybody helping him because he's such a fucking idiot. I know, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, at least books and movies have a soft spot in my heart, but the guy's a fucking idiot. Ugh. Just like, ugh. But anyway, I really started to, to pay more attention when he finally gets to Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. And they're like... You know, we'll help you, Harry. Uh, and then Slytherin's like, no, fucking give him to Voldemort, bro. What the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that seemed like an odd choice to me because, like, clearly a lot of the Slytherin's, like, family members were, like, Death Eaters and supported Voldemort. But, like, Slytherin as a whole, as their house, isn't supposed to be, like, evil and, like, entirely, I guess. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, super ambitious and, like, set on their ways and, like, achieving success and stuff. They're not, like, fundamentally evil. I think people confuse that. And then also, like, misleading for her to, like, write it like that also. Like, yeah. lady. Real quick. Okay. Drew, my daughter was telling me that the Malfoys aren't evil. Uh-huh. So why are they helping Voldemort? At that point, he's just scared, like... He just doesn't want to die. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah, man, okay, okay. I mean, you can see whenever he's talking to him, he's like, Lucius, you fucking bitch, fetch me another glass of mead. (laughs) (laughs) Find me another hobbit to fuck. All right. Okay. Well, like, originally, he was, like, one of his, like, top guys and then when he died like everyone else he was like oh well the boss is dead I'm not gonna like try to look for him or anything yeah. and that's when he comes back he's like you didn't even bother looking for me Lucius and he's like ah oh, of course master I had to blend in to be a rich aristocrat I had kids to raise <laughs> I've man. suffered for you in your name <laughs> so all okay. oh I'm getting ahead of myself alright mm-hmm. so he gets to Hogwarts, right? Yeah. He tells that fucking old bat 
He's like, hey, I gotta find this. She's like, we'll buy you as much time as we can, mate. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, all these other wizards and... One thing, like, obviously, Voldemort's super powerful. He has that wand or whatever. The elder one. Yeah. The elder one. But to me, it's like, you have all these, I would imagine, powerful wizards, and they're all like, yeah, we're gonna die. Dude. Um, like, I don't understand that, though. Like, is he that powerful that he's the other wizards? Like, shit, we, the combined might of us cannot defeat him. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, like, he spent, like, years and years just, like, trying to magically perfect himself and, like, make himself, like, technically he's not even human anymore, you could say. He's kind of like Anakin, like, you know, pushed himself as far as you could go to the dark side, and obviously it leaves you scarred and more and takes more than it gives you. Okay, okay. And same kind of with uh, Dumbledore, like, he... I mean, Dumbledore is, like, the worst fucking character ever. He's, like, a total piece of shit. But in the opposite way, like, he, he and Voldemort are kind of the same. And that's why Harry represents, like, pureness, because he doesn't want power or anything. He just wants to, like, protect everyone he cares about or some gay-ass bullshit. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, okay, another thing about this, like, okay, they... They cast that spell or whatever that puts that shield around. Oh, yeah. And then, like, these, there's just kids running everywhere. <laughs> and in my mind, okay, there's movie time and there's real life time. And I'm trying to put myself in a real life time aspect in this movie. And I was like, at least 20 minutes, maybe more, has passed with Terry doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Right. Why are there kids still just running around like they don't know what the fuck they're doing? There's like, <laughs> like... <laughs> get somewhere you know i don't know it to me it was just i mean like i guess it's like if uh, an army of school shooters came but you also go to a school where you all carry like a desert gun. eagles <laughs> <laughs> i don't know to me it's just like chaos just so there can be chaos it yeah was, i was like all right i guess so i mean at that point there's like nowhere safe to hide because they already like own the ministry and like everything else and they're like oh we're fucking dead anyways. Might as well run around one last time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, take us through everything else. I don't know. Alright, well, when they were in the bank, Boring. they tried to find the Helga Hufflepuff's, like, cup or some shit yet. Like a... Like a trophy cup or a chalice or some shit. And... They enchanted all those other cups, so, like, if you touch one, it, like, multiplies, and then it, like, burns your skin. I don't know if you saw that part. Yeah. And then, finally, they were able to find it. And then when they go back to the school, they're trying to find something called a diadem, like a... The diaphragm? Diaphragm. I think it's, like, a tiara or something. Oh, yeah. And the ghost of Ravenclaw's... No, the daughter of whoever Ravenclaw was is a ghost that haunts that area or whatever and she was betrayed by another Slytherin kid so that's why she doesn't trust the students there. oh she was betrayed by Voldemort, Voldemort yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Harry convinces her he's like yo I'm a good guy I'm not gonna hurt you I'm just gonna hit it maybe hit it again and then I'll quit it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, die. I'll pay you flowers though oh, wow. I'll give you the, my chocolate flower collection uh. <laughs> but anyway she I guess gives them a clue and he's like I know exactly where yeah. he is yeah 
that's what Luna has their shining moment because everyone writes around like, oh, she's a dumb idiot that doesn't know anything. It's like, she's like the smartest one out of all you. And then they go down to where the basement or something. They go to the room of requirement because that's like transforms into whatever you need. People need to throw storage, store like stuff they're not supposed to have. And then that's when Malfoy and his two homies are in there and they try to kill Harry. Real quick, at the end of this movie, there was a black dude with a neck this long, and his head was up here. Uh-huh. It was just so weird. It's like, how do you even get a neck that <laughs> long? Like, it's just, it was just weird to me. I was like... Oh. Like an African guy? No, I don't know. He was just a black dude. He was a student. Oh. You should watch it. Yeah. It was like at the end, like, when Harry's just walking, and he's just looking at people really weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... His neck neck starts here and it ends where the top of my head ends. Jesus. And then that's his head right there. But anyway, I just thought that was really weird. Continue. That is weird. Uh, Oh, yeah. So then after that point, that's when uh, Voldemort's like, you know what? This is a lost cause. Like, there's no need to endless, like, needlessly kill each other. So just give me Harry Potter, and then I'll set you guys all free or something. What I thought also, like, like, what's what's that that witch's name? The she she called all the stone warriors down. Oh, McGonagall. McGarnagall. Yeah. McGarnagall. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that part was cool. And then like, okay, they make the shield around the whole thing, right? Yeah. And then like, as soon as it happened, I was like, man. These guys could really use Wong and Doctor Strange's help. You know I, mean? I know, right? <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, that'd be some sick shit. Like they just come into the universe, they're like, Wong, we're on, <laughs> we are in the Wizarding World, Strange. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Scarlet Witch would just show up. She's like, it smells like bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> also, my favorite character of this entire movie okay. is Mr. Neville Longbottom. Really? But yeah, he is a hero. Dude, oh my god. Like, it kind of made me mad that, I mean, they made him a hero, but they didn't acknowledge it more. Yeah, you know I know, right? I mean? It was like, oh, Harry, Harry. Are you kidding me? All of you would be fucking dead right now if it wasn't for this motherfucker right here. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Jeez, I know. It's fucking criminal. Yeah, like, he sets off the bomb, or the explosions on the bridge that kills those motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And that's him. And nobody else was there but him. He, you know what I mean? I was like, okay. And then, like, when when Voldemort's people, like, basically, like, they were like, Who's gonna fucking join us? And they all laugh at this motherfucker. I was like, "Fuck you guys!" Ugh. It's because his name's Longbottom. He's a goofy-looking <laughs> fucking asshole. How dare you? Jeez. But yeah, and then. <laughs> and then what else happens? Oh, Snape! Oh yeah, Neville Snape, Severus Snape. <sighs> yeah. That's when uh, when Voldemort figures out that he doesn't have full control of the one. Yeah. That Snape has well, S- Snape has control of the one. I uh, saw so What I understand, okay, well he's telling Harry to like get his tears. Like, what's that about? To get his tears? Yeah, he's crying. He's like, get them. 
He like puts them in like a small little vial. You don't remember that? Wow. He's a fan. <laughs> I guess that's one of those small weirdo details like that's what we're like. Yeah. And then you learn all this stuff about Snape, how he wanted to clap Harry's mom's cheeks. And oh stuff. yeah. And he was just in love with her and all this other stuff. It was crazy. I mean it's like it's like what exactly constitutes making you a good person? Cause like you, to go through all of that and then the only reason, like, he kept doing it is because Dumbledore was like, well, if you truly loved her, then you'd protect this kid that is a living embodiment of the fact that you never got it. No! <laughs> and this other dude did. And, uh, that's his kid. <laughs> yeah. But Dumbledore did, he did what he had to do to do I mean, yeah, he was, like, the shittiest person of all time. So much. Bam. You learned a lot about Snape that day. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like, he did truly care about Harry and, like, all the times he was hard on him, he's like, I'm doing this for your benefit because, like, if I show any attachment to you, then obviously they'll kill you and me mm-hmm. for no reason. Yes. But, uh, still sucks. Yeah, he died, and then, yeah, like you said, Voldemort's like, listen, um, we're gonna stop our attack. You collect your dead, and uh, Harry Potter doesn't show up on to kill everybody. All right, thanks, guys. And then that's when Harry's like, "Oh shit! Like, all this shit happened. I do have to die." I know, right? And Finally then, accepts it. Like, what? Really? Seven movies in? Eight movies in now? You? <laughs> yeah, because Harry is a Horcrux. Yes. Uh, an accidental one. Ooh, just like both kids. Ooh. Uh, see, that adds to the whole Dumbledore's a shitty person. Like, to literally look at a child and then grow attached to that child all the while knowing, like, you know, I'm raising you as fucking cattle right now, basically. But he ha- he did have to die in order to I defeat mean, the yeah. Dark Lord. I mean, did he know we can't have darkness for 2,000 years and someone else will rise up? The fourth rank will reign for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I like when he's walking over there and he sees his, what, his mom, his dad, Sirius. Yeah. The guy that played Ares in Wonder Woman. And I think his dad? I don't even know who that other guy was. Uh, I think, like, Cedric Diggory's there. His dad, probably. Some British people were there, okay? And they're like, yeah, we'll go with you. I mean, we never went anywhere. We didn't help you at all. (laughs) We just watched. We can't do anything, honestly. (laughs) And... He killed Harry. Yeah, straight up shot him in the fucking chest. Yeah. But Harry would not be dead for long. No. As he walked, he he ran into... Dumbledore? Dumbledore the White. Yes. He's in, like, the void. <laughs> I don't know what you would call that. No. And he's telling them, like... You can go back, Harry. You don't have to. See, like, that's another thing. Dumbledore is like, you could stay here and just hang out. Like, you could be like, fuck all those other guys. Like, I'm dead, so <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, technically, it's true. Like, if they did find a way to find the other Horcruxes and destroy them, since Harry was already dead, then you know. That could solve the problem, and Neville could have been the hero of the story after all, but... No, Mr. Harry Potter's gotta be the fucking hero, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, it, Harry comes back. He made he forces Hagrid to carry him all the way back to the door. <laughs> what a joke! It's so funny. He just like falls on the floor and he just takes off running. It's so funny. And uh, whatever, right? They're, it's a battle, the final battle. Yes. And obviously the bad guys are winning. Obviously. Very much so. This fucking snake, they're trying to kill the snake. The snake's Nikini, like, yeah. you're not going to kill me that easy. <laughs> and he's about to kill Hermione and that red-headed guy, Ron. Ron, yeah. And, uh... Rattled. And then fucking Neville comes in with his fucking sword. He fucking broadsword that bitch. Yeah! <laughs> Straight down the middle. <laughs> I think he cuts her head on whatever. But... Yeah. And that's it. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the final one, so... And then Voldemort dies. Yeah. And, like I said, that's why, like, Neville is, like, an unsung... They show him later just standing there, like, sitting there <laughs> with right. a sword like this. It's like, how come no one's, like, taking care of it? Like, this dude literally saved everybody. I like, know, he's SEAL Team 6, and yeah. he comes home with PTSD, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. Like, VA is like, sorry, benefits are out, dog. And it's like, <laughs> guess I'll wander the streets and go to Circle <laughs> K and traumatize 16-year-old kids that work the graveyard shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how come... Everyone's like, oh, Harry. Like, I get it. This is his movie, his yeah. books. But it's just like, what? Mr. Longbottom fucking killed the shit out of that snake, yo. <laughs> he was about to kill Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley. It's like such conflicting, like... And like, all, all of Harry's friends are like these minor characters that all bring something unique and special that he needs to the table, but yet they never get that shining light they deserve. She's like, it's like ordinary people are important and they're useful, but, you know, if there's a cooler guy, then like the cool guy, no. Don't hang out with those fucking nerds. No. <laughs> but uh, also, like, when all that fighting happened, like, the, the Malfoy's like, let's get the fuck out of here. I know, right? <laughs> they just left. They were like, we're done. We're gone. I mean, I guess everyone's just like, oh, we give you a second chance at life. You worked for Hitler? Like, no big deal. Come work for NASA. We'll give you a jacket. And then, like, the movie's not over, but it's pretty oh, much yeah. over it. And then it shows them 19 years. It's so funny, because it's like, <clears throat> it feels like they aged everybody a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't really feel like Ron. They used it for Ron. There was like, yeah, that motherfucker looks old as shit. <laughs> they like, just put a... Just send him in there. A mustache, like, let a crawl, caterpillar crawl on his face and die. And then uh, that'll be his look. And even, like, my daughter's in love with that guy that plays Draco Malfoy. Oh, yeah, Tom Felton. That yeah, fucking Chum, weirdo. Tom Felton. Chum, Chum. That Felton. guy looks so fucking old, dude. I know. Like, right? he's younger than I am. And he is just... He looks old. He looks like he's almost 40. Ugh. Bitch, I'm almost 40. Do I look like I'm almost 40? Nah. Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> 39. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, ugh. And I mean, it was just kind of like... Alright, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing I hate too. Is like... Everyone was doing that thing where it's like... We're going to split the last book into two movies. Oh, We're going to milk this shit for as much as we can. Uh, and it's just like, why? 
Like, it's like The Hobbit. They're like, we're going to squeeze these 80 pages into three three-hour movies. Ugh. And you're going to want to kill yourself. <laughs> Fuck, man. That was really long. Did you follow all those ones? I, I literally, after the second one, I was like, I, I can't do another one. Even if it's two years later, I refuse. I still I never see the last one. I don't even really remember. I think I did watch all three. Was it three or two movies? Three movies. You sure? Yeah. I know for sure I saw the last one. Because that's where that stupid white orc died. Yeah, it's like the Battle of the Five Armies or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. I will say those movies, their fight scenes, the CGI are top notch. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. But I don't know about this ring of power, rings of power stuff from Amazon. Like I like I try to see it from both sides. I really do because it's like, but it's hard for me to see the side of Amazon because they're just like, you know, we want to show this world that was written like thousands of years ago. Yeah. We're gonna try and you know force the current world into that world and it's just like why that's not how these books were written and then they're telling you well you know we want to make these stories more available to people and then what? yeah and then I, I find out that these books have been translated into tons of languages tons of countries so it's like how can you make a book series that's already super available, more available. I know, like, they already made the documentary, like, J.R.R. Tolkien was in World War One or some shit, like, crazy stuff happened there. Plus, Peter Jackson's from New Zealand. Like, how much more worldly are you gonna get? <laughs> I know, and I think Peter Jackson was even like, listen, it would be unfair of us to put our values into his story. We're here to tell his story, not our story. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's like, the rings are probably like we're gonna tell our story that just so happens to have Tolkien stuff in it. They're like, thank you, please shut the fuck up and get out of the waiting room right now. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel at some point maybe diverse, like diversity at some point is important, right? Mm. I mean, we live in El Paso, Texas, yes. and we there's there's people like Stephen who's I literally Black-ish? had a conversation with the chip guy about that this morning. He's like, all right, this is how you take the inventory. So he's like, what are you, black Mexican? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's none of your fucking business. He's like, oh, you just look big. So you're like, you don't look like completely black. You don't, you also look Mexican, though. And I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, can we just end this conversation? And then he just kept asking, and I was like, uh, okay. Like, my dad's family is, like, black, and he's from Spain or some shit, and my mom's side is from Europe. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're blackish, whitish yeah. something? Yeah. And then you, there's people like me who, like, like, my ancestors mixed with Spaniards, so it's, like, Mexican-Indian. Raped up more like we yeah. son. <laughs> and, like, white European. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm kind of... Like, I'm not super tall, but I'm taller than a lot of Mexicans that you'll see from the interior of Mexico and Whoa. stuff. Those motherfuckers are short as shit. I've heard. And so, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot. You know what I mean? And for for you to just be like... I, what, I was, what I was originally getting at, I was like, there's diversity in the world already. 
mm-hmm. right? And I understand that you want to show some diverse stuff, but to really just when you're at an interview point out what the, that that is exactly what this show is. It's not exactly like they're not like, yeah, we're here to tell the story of, you know, this and this and this and they're overcoming this and whatever and Sauron. It's all you hear is like, you know, diversity. Uh, as a woman of color and <laughs> the first black woman to do, and you know you just hear this like stuff. they had to add in a completely new race that, like the dark elves like there was just elves in Lord of the Rings you know different types of elves are just elves yeah, dwarves and humans and hobbits that's it and there's people that like this and if they like it they can watch it yeah, I'm not gonna watch it fuck no <laughs> It doesn't. It just doesn't interest me. Just like She-Hulk didn't interest me. I mean, I kind of want to watch that, but I, it's good. A lot of it She-Hulk. is. A lot of it is. Uh, I. Obi Wan left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh god. So man. for me to. I heard that it's coming back in September. Uh, like why? How? Why? Why even why? I think. What it is is like okay. Warner Brothers. Discovery took over for Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. They're oh, they're cutting a lot of stuff. Like, this isn't making money. We're not doing it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of stuff that they're cutting is all this diversity stuff. Because mm-hmm. it's not making any money. They're actually losing money. They're saying that the WE, the WB was operating at a loss. So they're like $50 billion in the hole. Jesus Christ. And I know that, that they're upset because they, uh, they canceled, they shelved the... Batwoman, the Batgirl movie. Oh, yeah. But chances are that wasn't going to do very well. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, they've done like three of those shows. They're like recast that character three times on her own show. Like, no and one gives no, a shit. No one gives a shit. And the whole thing, I remember when it first came out, you know, she was like, they said, oh, the, the Batman suit was perfect. And she was like, it will. It will be when it fits a woman. Like, immediately you're just like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what? what? Like, you're a variant on a male character. Yeah. You're not an original character. Exactly. It's not like you're, you know, arachnid lady or something. And they didn't even use, like, the one of the more interesting original versions of that character. Like, Jim Gordon's daughter was Batgirl, and she, like, brought something to the table as, like, interesting and useful and, like, had her own successful storyline. And then, like, they came up with a new concept with, like, Cassandra Kane, where she's Bruce Wayne's cousin or some shit, and like she's like special forces trained, or it's like this is like the same story, but just it's uh, Cassandra yeah. instead of Bruce. Yeah, and I'm, you know what? I know a lot of people are like, well, you're, you're just sexist. Like, dude, no, I'm not. No, I love female comic book characters that are unique and original, like Miss Marvel or Spider Gwen or any other fucking but ultimately the thing is what I don't like is like okay Captain Marvel right yeah nobody likes Brie Larson but <laughs> she has a tendency to piss off everybody around everybody and I've, I've seen her interviews she's a very aggressive person like yeah, if right? she doesn't like what's going on she's and to me it's like why like who the fuck are you even Brie like you're nobody <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to you you're, in a, you're a very attractive woman but beyond that your soul is ugly mm. 
And I tried watching Miss Marvel. Oh my god, I couldn't do it, dude. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I just was like, I like, skip that. Like when she was, she was talking about Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah, Captain Marvel. I think she's. She said something about her punching Thanos and how none of the other Avengers were able to do that or something like that. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm pretty sure Captain America whooped his ass for a while. Like, yeah. There was a little bit of an ass whooping there. And, you know, and I was like, what the fuck? And even then, another thing that made me mad, not mad, but something that I noticed because I watched the end battle yesterday of Endgame, Captain Marvel punched Thanos a few times I and mean, she made his head turn like that but it wasn't like oh shit she just hit me yeah. and then he headbutted her and then she didn't move it's like that didn't make any sense to me either it was just like <laughs> if you punch him and yeah his head turns but he's not like stumbling over himself like you're powerful but you're clearly not that powerful right. like I could punch you in the face your head is turned but you're a bigger dude if you were to punch me in the face pretty sure I'd just be on the floor <laughs> Peter Griffin styles Jeez. you know what I mean I don't know. And to me, like, characters like that, that are overly powerful just because a woman has to be overly powerful in order to be a powerful character, that doesn't make sense to me either. Like, we talked about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was a powerful person, but also a fish out of water, incredibly naive. Yeah. And she just grew into a hero. Yeah. And with Brie Larson, it's just like, I'm a hero. And there's no learning, there's no nothing. You're just a hero from the start. You don't learn, you don't grow. You, that's just what you are through the whole movie. Well, like, I, I, it doesn't even feel like she has a hero journey at all. Like, lots of people either had to, like, either gain something or lose something or, like, change something about themselves. Just like Iron Man. Like, he had that same kind of stark arrogance where he's like, oh, like... I'm the greatest there ever was, and now I'm a superhero, I'm definitely the greatest, and then, like, after loss, after loss of people he cared about, and, like, literally killing himself to become Iron Man, almost, and, like, you know, he had to, like, uh, everyone in the MCU had to, like, deal with a lot of things to get where they were to become powerful, whereas her, it's just like, oh, well... She was born to be the most powerful. Like, she's never going to learn a lesson. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. And even the Black Widow movie. God damn, that movie was so bad. Talk about subverting expectations in a bad way. That's exactly what this movie was. Okay, first of all, you take Taskmaster and you make him a woman. And you don't even make the character even that great. It's just they show up every once in a while. I know, right? (laughs) Like, your skills can be done by a computer. We saw it. So it worked right there. Play the clip. There we go. (laughs) But it was... I mean, you kind of... She does have to deal with her past, and it's this whole family. You know what I mean? There's some emotional stuff there. Yeah. But, yeah, like, with Brie Larson, it's just like, I'm powerful, and then what? And to me, it's just like, that's not what we want to see we want to see a journey you know even like with Thor before I know you like that movie I don't like that (laughs) but even up to Ragnarok it's like you know in the first movie he loses his powers he has to learn he has to learn what it means to be like a humble person you know and he gets everything back and he he then learns what it is to be a hero to be think about something more than just himself and in the second movie it's like you gotta fight an enemy that you don't know really anything about. You lose your brother. <laughs> I mean, I think what makes Thor uh, 
awesome it's like he's a representation of like humanity as like the world is so like when he comes back to earth he hasn't been on Earth since, like, the Viking Age, so, like, all of his mannerisms and the, the things he does, like, smashing the cup on the floor and, like, demanding a horse and, like, being this brash, arrogant idiot is, like, that's the last time he was on Earth. That's how everyone was. And then, like, he transforms and he, like, becomes, he becomes funny and, like, he, like, he's not, like, so stoic and, like, boring almost. I feel like that was like a huge thing when like that first one came out. Everyone's mm -hmm. like, he's like, he's such a boring idiot, like brickhead, you know. And then he gets to Thor Ragnarok, and like he's funny, and like he's a part of the Avengers, and like he knows Earth references. Like he represents like the good parts of humanity and Asgard, whereas everyone else, like Odin and Frigg and Loki, only consider themselves gods above everyone else, and that's why they're like, you're a fucking idiot, Thor. Like, yeah. Who gives a shit about humans? They're they're nothing. And it's like no. They're just as good as us. And I feel like he's lost a lot more than most of the other Avengers. Like, he's lost his a lot of his people, yes, yes, his yes. home world, Ugh. his parents, his brother. His hammer at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, fuck, can this guy get a fucking break? All right. But then, also, where I was... I was watching a trailer, and maybe the show's good. I don't know. I'm just talking about it. Uh -huh. I was watching a trailer for... Uh, she Hulk and she was like how she can control her anger more than Hulk because you know she, like I have men talking to me like this and that's why I can control uh, yeah. and then I was like okay but were you hunted by the government Ooh. uh you know you know what I mean you just like rolling down this list of things you know the Hulk has been through yeah. like have you been did you get lost in space and then you crash on an alien planet Ooh. and then the girl you lost both the women that you love. Oh, Betty Ross is who the fuck know where she is. And then you you lose the Black Widow. You know what I mean? To me, So to me, it's like they're trying to make her seem like she's been through more. And I'm not saying that being degraded by men isn't a bad thing. Because mm. you know, it obviously is. Right. I, I, I've been witness to stuff like that. It's not good to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's awful. But at the same time, for you to sit there and say that your struggles are greater than his struggles is a bit much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I haven't seen the show, but, like, as the character I know in the comics, like, she fits in more because she could transform back and forth as a human and She-Hulk, and also, like, her background as a lawyer, like, she has more connections with people that, like, she joins the Fantastic Four, she's with the part of the Avengers, and, like, she's like more in tune with herself whereas Hulk is a representation of like all his repressed anger and like as a physical person apart from Bruce Banner where She-Hulk is one of the she -Hulk. same She-Hulk yeah she, yeah it's the same person which changes she doesn't really change yeah. other than her physical appearance and strength yeah. yeah and then I don't know man it just to me it was just like what some people have said that they're just trying to demasculate 
male characters and make it seem like the women characters are oh, strong. Yeah. And whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to I do. I saw, like, I don't know if it was an acidol thing, but, like, she shows up and some dude's like, whoa, look out, it's Magneto, he's attacking, you like, watch your back. And, like, she stops and she's like, wait, 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 hold on. Are you mansplaining how to fight a villain to me right now? And he's like, no, I, I'm just saying, like, look out, he's a, he's a dangerous bad guy. She's like, oh, you don't think I know he's dangerous? <laughs> He's like, uh, you know what, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is my tactic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But Magneto's like, uh, you know, I think he's just trying to help. And she's like, oh, no, you fucking start now. Like, Here we fucking go. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's annoying. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, shit like that does happen. But you don't think that I've had, like, I'm not trying to say anything. Ooh. But I've had people explain my job to me before, and it's just like, do you realize I've been doing this for a while now, right? Like, this isn't my first day. It's it's annoying, especially, you know what I mean? Especially when it's guests or customers, they're explaining like, listen, my, my friend's cousin's son used to work here, so I think I know it. And you're just like, Bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's never a good thing, but to sit there and pretend like women don't do the same thing to men that men do to women is kind of one of those things that nobody talks about. Yeah. Um just like domestic violence. A lot of, a lot of people have you think that men beat women and it's mostly that. And, all yeah. The time, yeah. <laughs> But the sh- like the shoe fits on women too. Like men just don't report it because one, they're afraid of not looking. They're afraid because nobody will believe them, mm. or they'll be called names like "Wow, you can't handle your wife." You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just embarrassed, and you want someone to help you, but you can't reach out for help, usually because no one gives a shit. Yeah. And it's true. And to me, when I see stuff like this, it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, it happens to everybody. I'm not... Yeah, it's, like, so weird, like, we, like, I feel like growing up, like, if you're someone that, like, obviously demands respect or, like, just, like, people see you and then they're like, well, this guy's here, like, man or woman, like, fucking... So, like, when Ripley shows up, or, like, I don't know where that's always been. But, like, like if someone shows up, like, Black Widow and fucking Endgame, when she's fighting, what's her face, that alien chick, proximity of mid- midnight, like, she just shows up and everyone's like, all right, like, heroes are here, like, Captain America's here, she's here, Falcon's here, like, no one's like, I'm here, like, I'm fucking doing this. Wonder Woman shows up, everyone's like, all right, we're safe. No one's like, yay, Wonder Woman's here, like, everyone, look, she's right there, she's fighting this fucking mall rats <laughs> no yeah it's just like if you are like powerful and capable like no one needs you to like point it out for them you just show up and they're like hey we're safe now like I don't it just feels so weird that suddenly all of a sudden like everyone's like if you're not telling me then I don't know it and you don't know it so it means it's not happening. I think it's just one of those things where it's like people kind of feel like they're not important and on their all reality nobody really is that important Ooh. but people want to feel important so they just latch on to stuff like this and it's just like 
like for me I'm not out there like for me honestly I feel for a long time I felt like I've always felt like I've been meant for something big mm. but I don't know I'm not gonna go out there and be like you know what down with the patriarchy <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not gonna be out there marching in the streets you know trying to get on TV and all this other stuff like what we're doing here talking to you and I'm tr- I'm sorry we're getting like super political guys yeah we're getting <laughs> we just went off the deep end but for me my my calling to greatness is re- helping my kids navigate through life mm-hmm. giving them the advice that I never got and helping them in the way that I never was helped and also with my friends and people that I know anywhere if I can help them give them a little bit of advice that you know maybe they probably wouldn't get if they hadn't known me I, I'm not trying you know what I'm saying I just try to help people as much as possible right. and I feel like that is my call to greatness it's not the greatest call I mean I'm not you know SEAL Team 6 or oh. you know, some pararescue man that saved a down pilot somewhere yeah. but I feel like you know raising my kids and uh, showing them the best way to be a person is the best thing that I can do. And also making this podcast. <laughs> Except for all this political stuff, guys. I'm Celebrating all of you. <laughs> yes. But we're done with that. Sorry for the rant. Oh, okay. But uh, I just want people to just... I want to embrace differences, but to really, for me, to point it out to have people point it out to me and be like, look, you see how that's different? Right. <laughs> that's what I don't like. And I know that a lot, like, when we reviewed Prey, like, I'm not saying that a skinny little girl couldn't be a giant monster. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if the first two Predator movies, the heroes barely survived, but this girl barely, like, escapes almost perfectly, I mean, there's something wrong with that. Like I said, nobody wants to see a 90-pound girl get slammed against the tree. But at the end of the day, if it happened to those two, why can't it happen to her? Yeah, like, it goes back to the Top Gun Maverick again. It's like you have every type of ethnicity, gender, and race in the movie, but the story is so, like, big, like, it stands on its own that it doesn't, like, it doesn't need to acknowledge any of that. It's just like the threat is greater than any one person's skill or ability or anything. It's or just like vagina. Yeah, it's all about like accomplishing whatever it is we're trying to do. Like like it does it doesn't need to acknowledge anything else than that. Like it's like, yeah, this guy is from this other movie. He's kind of famous, he's Tom Cruise. He's a Scientologist. He locked his wife in a cupboard or something, Harry Potter style. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because this is Tom Gunn, motherfucker, like you know? Yeah. I feel like if you're really leaning on identity politics and all that other stuff, that means your story isn't that strong. And for Top Gun, that story was very strong. Right? Like, that's the greatest movie we've seen this year, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. Not even a doubt. And that's all I'm going to have to say about that because it's just... If your story's good, your characters are written well, anybody can see themselves in those characters even if it's a woman or they're black like for me growing up there wasn't a lot of like latino superheroes or anything like that and eddie guerrero <laughs> i mean yeah 
Eddie Guerrero was there, and I was I'm a fan of Eddie Guerrero. He was just like you're a bad guy, but I still love you. Yeah, but like for me, I saw myself in certain characters. Like I can see myself doing that. Like I admire what this character has done. Mm. You're saying if you're leaning too much on the character being black, no one's really gonna care. All right. I mean. Like, I loved Blade. Nobody was like, oh, man, this is the first black super... <laughs> there wasn't all that shit like there was with uh, Black Panther. Wesley Snipes was just Blade, and that motherfucker was badass. Right. And ultimately, that's just what I want. Not everybody, and sadly, not everybody is important. Not everybody's going to have an amazing life. Yeah. And if you want an amazing life, go get an amazing life. You're not going to have an amazing life. You might think that, you know on the streets yelling at people because of this that and the other maybe you just if you want to if you want change find another way of doing it because no one's going to want to listen to you or care about you if you're yelling in people's faces and pointing stuff out that's when people stop listening find another way around it like I don't care that you know on a commercial about diapers there's two dudes kissing in front of the, like that doesn't matter to me that's modern society there's you know what I mean that's people that's people's lives but what I don't like is like people just forcing it down my throat no pun intended okay so <laughs> anyway anything else you want to say uh no Alright. I mean, the best example of what we're saying is, like, Into the Spider-Verse. Because, like, everyone that's like, oh, Spider-Man's dead, who's going to step up? And Miles is there with everyone else wearing a Spider-Man mask. And he's like, it's up to me. And the guy's like, no, I think, I don't think it's literal. I think it's figurative. And he's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then, like, he takes the costume and makes it his own, like, his own sense of style. It's not like... Whoa, he's black, so that means he's into spray painting. Like, I'm black and I don't, I have no art skill at all. Like, I have zero art skills. But, like, it's not something I would have done, but, like, that's unique to him. So, like, he embraced that and made it his own, you know? It's like, if you're going to remake a character, you have to, like, make it their own and, like, give them their own world and not just try to tell the same story. Mm-hmm. Like I said with Spider Grid, like, she has her own huge, like, world that's built on, like, her own universe and stuff. And Miss Marvel, like, her huge thing was, like, she loved Captain Marvel, and she figured out with her powers she could transform herself to look exactly like her. But she's like, if I'm gonna truly be a hero, I have to, like, look and be myself, and, like, I can emulate the person I look up to, but I have to, like, figure out what makes me unique about me. Yeah. Everyone seems to, like, forget that. They're like, oh, she's just, like, you know. Yeah, everybody wants to fit into a certain thing instead of just, like, in school, you try, like, I saw a thing, it was like, you try and convince people that you're not weird. Yeah. So you can fit in, but, like, when everybody grows up, everybody wants to be weird. I know, right? And it's like, you either are or you're not, like, am I weird? I guess. (laughs) I guess that's why me and Steven get along so well. I mean, I'm pretty fucking weird. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Goddamn, dude. <laughs> but anyway, guys, ultimately what we're saying is... Don't limit yourself to a box. You have unlimited potential. Exactly. And if you want to tell a story, just make sure it's a good fucking story. And then focus on characters. Yeah, don't piggyback off of someone else. 
like this uh, this guy that I listened to, Eric D. July. He made his own comic books, um, the Ripaverse. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, and he did it on his own. He's doing everything on his own. Everything's printed here in America. Nothing in China. And a lot of people are upset with him because of what he's doing, because mm. it doesn't fit the mold of what everybody else is doing. But he doesn't care about that. All he cares about is good stories and unique characters. He's not piggybacking off of other characters. He's not doing stuff like that. He's making his own original character. And like that's like when people are like, oh, well, Captain America should be gay or they should do this and whatever. It's like that's piggybacking off a character. And if you want something like that, make your own thing like that. But people just don't want to. They want to take what's already established and change it to meet their needs instead of maybe having a creative idea for their own. Right, right. So, yeah. Just be you guys, and um, somebody will love you for it. Yeah, probably. Yeah? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. If you feel like maybe your life isn't what you thought it would be, you want to latch on to something to make yourself feel better, I mean, there's more to life than just, you know, screaming at people. Uh, help somebody, you know, like, I don't know, I even know how to explain it. Like, you can volunteer at places, you can lend your time and yourself to help other people rather than just screaming for diversity for diversity's sake not even for a good story or a great character mm. yeah. alright guys do you have any watch faces if you can real quick uh, no I don't you got other right. <laughs> uh, oh I saw well you saw the two bullet train right no, I haven't seen bullet train yet. oh I thought you saw it no no oh okay well if you haven't seen bullet train yet you should definitely watch it if you're a fan of like Deadpool or like uh well, yeah, it was directed by the guy that made Deadpool. Or, like, Kingsman, honestly. If you're into those kinds of movies, it's, like, that same kind of unique action thing. It's really good. And it's fucking Brad Pitt. He's hilarious. All right. Uh, game Over Man, as you heard Adrian say, like, he's, like, that part where you see Adam Devine's dick for, like, three whole seconds, you're like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> that was his actual penis. Right yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Workaholics. I love that show so much. Uh, yeah, that's it, I guess. Yeah. We're running out of time, so I got nothing. Thank you to Audio Disconnect for our music. And look for us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nerd Holocron. And look forward to more Nerd Horrorcron stories and stuff coming up this next month. And remember to always keep that high ground and always be a man. Thanks, Nerdalorians. Bye. I pledge myself to your teachings.
have a job to do, Anakin. Try not to upset him. <laughs> 